Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. Welcome back. Hey, peeps. We're so excited. Today, we have a very special guest with us and a friend of Phyllis's, Kathy Howard. Yes. So, Phyllis, why don't you introduce her? (laughs) A new friend. So, Kathy and I are in the same master class um, through ASA, and so... Um, her Kathy, I guess it's your assistant reached out to me and said, um, Kathy would love to be on the podcast. And so we got to know a little bit more. And so, um, I'm just going to read a few little facts about Kathy and then we'll get started. So a former cultural Christian, Kathy Howard now has a passion for God's word. That's contagious. With more than 30 years of experience, Kathy has taught in dozens of states, internationally, and in a wide range of venues, including multi-church conferences and large online events. She has a Master's of Christian Education from the Canadian Southern Baptist Cemetery. Seminary. <laughs> Cemetery. <laughs> Yikes. Kathy is the author of 10 books, including the new meaty devotional, Deep Rooted, Growing Through the Gospel of Mark. She writes for multiple online magazines and devotional sites. Kathy and her husband live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area near family. They have three married children, five grandchildren, and two accidental dogs. I want to hear more about that. (laughs) Kathy provides free discipleship resources and blogs regularly, and if my mouth could work... (laughs) Welcome to the show, Kathy. So glad to have you here today. Uh, thank you, girls. I'm glad to be with you. Yeah. So I wanted to start a little bit about um, just telling a little bit about yourself and how you came to love teaching God's Word. Right. Well, um, I am a, a Southern girl at heart, born and, and raised in Louisiana. Um, oh. Met my husband in Louisiana, but his job took us all over North America, really. And in, in your introduction, um, you noticed that the, I went to seminary in Canada. Which yeah. Is really strange for Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, seminary, not seminary. <laughs> <laughs> it almost killed you. <laughs> <laughs> but Wayne, Wayne worked in the in the uh, oil field. I mean, he's a petroleum engineer, so uh, we, we lived in. South Louisiana and Wyoming and West Texas a couple of times, Houston a couple of times, Alberta, Canada, and um, so by the time he retired, we decided we would settle where the bulk of our grandchildren are. (laughs) So that's how we ended up where we are right now in in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm -hmm. And I realized my bio needs to be updated. I now have six grandchildren. That's amazing. That's That's my dream. (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen, but (laughs) I just, I would like just one, (laughs) one day. (laughs) Aww. That's great. Well, you guys are probably just too young for grandchildren. No, I have two. I have two. I'm not young. (laughs) 
I'm, I would like I would like to have four more, but <laughs> I'm only 27. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> With 20 uh, extra years on crazy. that. We have we have six grandchildren, but only one granddaughter. We have five oh. grandsons and one granddaughter. Well, one princess. That's all you need. <laughs> Wow. She, is, she is a sassy little princess. Oh, <laughs> yep, I bet. That is adorable. Well, so tell me what... Oh, so you asked me how I came to love teaching God's Word. Yeah. I forgot all about that part of the question. <laughs> we could talk about grandkids all day. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, how... my, my love for teaching God's Word kind of um, actually falls into this you mentioned I call myself a cultural Christian, yeah. mm-hmm. a former cultural Christian. So I don't know how many of your listeners ever lived or grew up in the Bible Belt. Which, of course, when I was when I was a girl, the Bible Belt was a real thing. It probably doesn't really exist too much anymore. Um, mm. But it was just a thing to do, right? To go to church, yeah. and um, my parents. My parents were true believers, and um, but I really just kind of went through the, the motions. I did everything that I was supposed to do growing mm. up and really was trying to find my way to God by just doing, the doing of religion. And I, I missed, I missed for more than two decades, I missed that being a Christian was having a relationship with Jesus. I don't know how you go to church Kathy? all life and miss that <laughs> Kathy, I'm a pastor's kid, so uh, I didn't grow up in the Bible Belt, but I'm pretty sure that I grew up in that same mindset, which I no longer have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it wasn't until I um, was a young mom and I was I was staying I was a stay at home mom for the first time, and I got into my first ever women's Bible study, and it was in the Book of Romans, and the Holy Spirit used that God's word just to like flip this switch in my brain mm. <laughs> I thought what <gasps> how did I miss how did this? I miss all, all this time? this is what it's about wow. so that's how I fell in love with God's word because it was just studying God's word mm-hmm. that he used to just really um really give me that real vibrant relationship with Jesus Kathy, can I just say that that's interesting that you said that because we were literally just having a conversation before we came on here. And I was saying that um, it's I've been kind of going through a trying season and I've really had to dig into God's word just super deep. And I don't think I've ever had the love that I have for the word of God more than I do today. And all, you know, my 47 years of being a Christian, you know, I have never had that deep rooted love that I had for God's word. And so I think you're right. I think we, we assume that because we grew up in church or, you know, we grew up in ministry or whatever that we're automatically like, okay, we got this. We we understand. (laughs) Yeah, we're here, but that is not the truth. So I'm Mm. super excited to talk about to you. (laughs) Because you know, it's, it's once we, once we experience the transforming power of it, and I think that's Mm. probably really the key because it was, it was through that Bible study was the first time that God used his word to really in a, in a transforming way in my heart and mind. And, mm. and that made all the difference. Um, yeah. Same thing with what you were talking about, Rhonda, the fact that you're going through a trying time and you're seeking God in his word and he uses it so powerfully mm. to whether it's strengthen or encourage or bring you peace mm. and, that's powerful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people realize what the power of the Bible really is. And, you know, when you start to really dig deep, you're like, man, there's so much goodness in here, you know? And I think people get caught up on the, oh, it's the Bible and it's just stories. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of these and thous and heritages. And, but you know, like (laughs) the more you study it, the more you're like, oh my goodness, gosh, there's so many good nuggets in here. Yeah. So did you start off, uh, like teaching, um, you know, at churches and things like what, what put you on the road to? Well, I started off, you know, I've, I've been, I've been in women's leadership, um, women's ministry leadership for, for a long time now. And so I really, um, particularly loved women's Bible study. And, and that's really kind of where I started. Of course, that's the way God used it in, in my life was through women's Bible study. And so, I've done that for decades, and then um, God had me in a really unique situation in Canada when we when we were living there. He began bringing um, adults to our church who had who had never been in church before, who had never studied the Bible before. It was just this incredible movement he was doing. And my husband and I had the opportunity of teaching these seekers mm-hmm. and. As we continued to do that, he kept bringing people to our to our church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in seminary at the time, and so God kind of led me to start writing some curriculum for that class. And by the time I completed that and finished it, I thought, "Man, this is this needs to be taken beyond just this one church." Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I, for me. Writing Bible studies, writing books is an extension of just me teaching God's Word at, at the local level. That's great. Um, so now we fast forward, and so we know you've written several books, but you have a book called Deep Rooted, Growing Through the Gospel of Mark. So how did that book come about? And tell us a little bit about that. The book really came about as an idea from I. I I lead a Bible reading group on Facebook. Um, Mm. I've actually been doing it for several years now, and we read through one Bible book at a time, and the community just continues to grow. We've got more than 1,500 women from all over the world. I think we have women from every continent in the world in that group, and it just has been such a dynamic community of discussing God's word and the format just seemed to strike such a chord with those women. I, I thought, huh, I, I think that I could probably take this as, as the format for a, for a devotional book. And so mm. that's sort of how the idea came about because I had led that group through Mark and, um, I just saw a real need there. It, it's kind of deep rooted is kind of a cross between a devotional book and a Bible study because okay. it's, it's really good, solid meat and, and it encourages the reader to really dig into the passage, but yet it, it's more formatted and, and time-wise like a devotional. Mm. Wow. That's yeah. great. And when did that book uh, come out? It came out November 30th. Okay, perfect. So can you tell me, like, what was it about the Gospel of Mark that you decided to focus on? Um, I just, when I, when I went through it with that Facebook group, I was just so blown away again by 
the life and ministry of Jesus mm-hmm. and the way he interacted with people. And I remember, you know, as many times as I've read the gospel, mm-hmm. when when I when I got to the part um, of the of, of his betrayal and arrest and crucifixion mm-hmm. and and studying that and writing that, I just I experienced it at, at a new level, mm-hmm. and um, it was it was an incredible experience. And so I just thought, this is how perfect to just take somebody, guide the reader right through the entire life of Jesus, all the way to his resurrection. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's amazing. I think that yeah, I was going to ask you just like. I think Mark is always a really good book too, like with a newer Christian to start, you know, in the gospels, uh-huh. it's always a really great place. Cause it's, they can, they kind of know those stories already, you mm-hmm. know, they're already like familiar yeah. with the death, you know, of Christ and right. all of that. But yeah, that's and it's amazing. It just yes. jumps from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we'll keep, keep those seekers uh, searching for more. Exactly. It's so funny you said that because I came to my Christianity at 35. So I was definitely one of those adults seekers coming in going, well, okay, tell me more about God now because I want to come back. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important because... Um, that I think that's an important topic because people forget that it, it doesn't really matter how old you are or, um, you know, what your journey's been up until that moment when he's ready to grab hold of you. Like mm-hmm. if you get the right person to come alongside and help you, it makes all the difference. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, so what do you think is the most important lesson to teach your children about their spirituality now that you have grown children and you've got grandchildren you're pouring into? What is it? That, you- <laughs> that is a really good question. Um, I, I really think this is something that, that God has been impressing on me in the last several years is the need to live with a, a spiritual perspective because... You know, we, we live in the physical world, and so we see, we smell, we hear, we touch, and it's so easy to allow the physical to be our focus. Mm-hmm. And then when we do that, and then circumstances look bad, and, and, it, and it, it throws us off our feet, when if we keep the spiritual focus, if we see, if we remember that God is sovereign and he has a plan and no matter what our circumstances look like he is going to fulfill his purposes and he is there with us and there's so much more going on than what we see with our eyes i have to i get oh my god like i'm like legit sitting here like phyllis and i are looking at each other like chuckling because we just got off a call with this woman who we just who was talking about being a spiritual immigrant and how this is in our home and that we're fulfilling a purpose here on earth and then you just said it again and i crack up every time we do these every pod- time every single time we, we do, do back to back podcasts and every single time your messages match up yeah it's like they align uh, it's like you were meant to crazy. be on the same wow. week it's just and I, I do think that's true I think a lot of times you know and, and I think especially growing up in church, you kind of have this expectation that things are supposed to be a certain way, you know, and when life rocks you really hard, 
it either, and I was telling Phyllis this just before the podcast too, it either rocks you to your knees and you find a deeper faith in Jesus or you walk away because mm-hmm. you're so discouraged. And, um, right. you know, I, I think in a lot of, a lot of times we do a disservice to the people in the church by saying, oh gosh, you're a new creation in Christ and now you're a Christian and it's all going to be perfect. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, not the case. Um, you might have some it struggles. It take them long to make them trip up on that one, does it? Right, no. Mm. And I believe that the enemy is very much about, you know, mm. gosh, once you are able to really start to dig into your faith deep with Christ, the enemy does not like it. He likes surface Christians. He loves surface yeah. Christians, you know. That's great, you know. Okay, you're... you're when everything's good, yep, then God not, is good. But as soon as something falls apart, mm-hmm. it's like that's when you have to dig in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, for sure. You know, I, with everything going on in our world today, you know, uh, political unrest and... Mm-hmm. and, and worldwide pandemic i've had i've had a number of women um particularly on facebook you know message me saying you know i just what do you think about everything that's going on in the world and what are we going to do about this and what are we going to do about that and i've just tried to give them a very consistent message that none of this is a surprise nothing is a surprise right yeah right (laughs) nothing he he knew covid was was on the horizon um and yet i i think and this is this is something i tell women all the time we we have to allow god's truth to speak to our emotions and not the other way around Mm. because satan can of course our emotions are 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 god-given emotions are not bad things right but we can allow them to shake us lie to us satan can use them to trip us up Mm -hmm. when when our emotions start saying Oh, oh my goodness, you know, has, has God lost control? Does God mm. not see what I'm going through? Yeah. Then we go back to his word, which is another reason I love God's word and love teaching it is scripture says that God is sovereign. Scripture mm-hmm. says that he sees everything we're going through. Right. Scripture says that he is able and he is working. So, um, another reason to love God's word. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's very human to feel like, where is God in this situation, especially Mm -hmm. when you're in a waiting season or in a season that seems when you're in the desert or valley or whatever you want to call it for a long period of time. I mean, I know I'm so guilty of questioning, like, God, where are you? Like, Mm -hmm. where are you? It feels like you don't hear me. It feels like my prayers are hitting a Uh ceiling. And, you know, I think that's when it's so important to really know and be tied into God's word, especially because if we're just going based on our emotions and feelings, of course, we're going to feel like that. But when we start to dig into God's word and we allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us, mm-hmm. that's when we're able to go, oh my goodness, like this correlates with this. And it's so tr- The Bible like has a very, it has just a rope that goes all the way through it, you know, and comes back around. And you're just like, mm-hmm. I feel like every time I open the word of God, Sometimes I open it and I'm like, this is not a coincidence that I opened it up to this chapter, this, this book, this is how I'm feeling right at this moment. Mm. And so I do believe that God is sovereign when we're faithful to trusting his word. You know, I think his word is so important for us to learn to be grounded in it. Yeah. And emotions are real and you need to feel those emotions, but we always say you shouldn't let your emotions lead you. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because people, um, we don't want to ignore what people are, you know, part of that 
uh, emotional part is it is part of our humanness and what we, you can't ignore that. And you don't want to ignore that there there's all those emotions are there for a reason, but it's when, um, like you were saying, the people are calling you going, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like, does he, like, he knows what it's like, calm down. He knows what's going on. Like, yes, we're going to feel scared and we're going to feel, we've all felt an unrest and just a confusion and, Honestly, I think everyone has dealt with anxiety and, you know, just craziness. Yeah, like all of those things, you know, just feeling lost and all those things. But that is the time when when we can say, like, Lord, like what's going on? And then go to the Bible and then let him speak to you. And also taking that time to rest in him and knowing, um, that we don't, we don't have to be in control of it and we can't be in control of it. That just like you said, he's not surprised by all of this. He knew this was coming. So it's like, we just have to wait. Like I, I just keep holding on to Lord, you know, the end of the story, Yeah, (laughs) you know, the end of the story. I don't need to write it out. I don't need to, you know, like I, I will sit with my emotions sometimes and I will cry and I will do what I have to do for the moment, but then I'm just going to go back to you and, and rely on you and know, like you, you know, the end. So I'm just going to follow your lead and, you know, just wait, wait and see. Yeah. So and, you know, he, he encourages us to, to come to him with our emotions. He yeah. can handle all of that. And, you know, we have examples for us in the Psalms where, I mean, David, mm-hmm. talk about pour out your emotions. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, totally. And, you know, it's so funny because this week I was listening to this podcast about the will of God. And, you know, a lot of times we get stuck on like, well, what's the will of God, you know, and like, where is he? And and I I struggle with that on a a daily. Like, I want to see the whole picture yet. God isn't giving he's giving me just enough for today. Right. And so this really great guy that this really well, he was a a pastor of mine a long time ago. His name is Dr. Charles Crabtree. He's, he's since gone to heaven, but he said, the will of God is not a spotlight. It is a flashlight in the dark to let you see the next steps. And I was like, Oh, I love wow. Isn't that beautiful? Like, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like I just have to look at the next stepping stone. I can't mm-hmm. look at the mountain that's ahead of me because it's just too, too overwhelming. Big, yeah. And so I think that's where we can kind of get caught up in our emotions and God gets it. I mean, believe me, me and Jesus, we've had some some very, very deep conversations. She's had to come to Jesus moments. Yeah. Like literally come to Jesus moments. Oh, that's great. Goodness. Well, we do have one last question for you, which is what would you tell your 22 year old self? (laughs) I love it. I love when people laugh about that. It's so awesome. Don't worry so much about the scale. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's one thing. I That's would the say. best Don't answer so yet. Yeah. The, the but also, I think, is um, not to waste time on unimportant things. Mm. Wow. Like that. And, you know, that was 20, when I was 22, that was before my you know, spiritual epiphany about yeah. <laughs> in a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> you were doing the works. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so I was, you know, I was spinning my wheels and oh. still trying to do the, the religious thing, and I wish that I, I wish that I had not lost those years. But, you know, mm. all of that too, God's, God's planning, God's 
divine path for me. But um, yeah, don't don't worry about the scale so much, and and don't waste time. <laughs> I like Love that. It. I like that. I like the fact that you're saying don't waste time on trying yeah. to like perform like yeah. just let the holy spirit and god guide you into the deeper relationship with him and i that's beautiful mm-hmm. so thank you so much for being Aww, on so where great, can we find find you on social media and then i also want you to tell us uh what the facebook group on bible reading the bible reading facebook group you have is yeah so um my my facebook page is um kathy howard unshakable faith for life Bible reading group is called Reading the Bible Together. And I think if you search that on Facebook, you would find it. Um, and then, of course, my website where you could probably find all those links is kathyhoward.org. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank oh, and you, your Kathy. book. So, yeah. can they get your book on Amazon or through your website? Or I'm yeah. sure through your website, but yeah. on Amazon? Yes, you can. Okay. Awesome. So Deep Rooted, Growing Through the Gospel of Mark, that's her book and 24 Karat Tribe. Thank you so much for joining us today. We can't wait to talk to you. And until next. Yes, it has been fun. Yeah. And until next time, 24 Karat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye, peeps.